Summers here. Kids getting out of school at various times. Uh, mine uh, next week. Winding down, changing. It's it's it used to be that the kind of the uh, the the news flow stopped in the summer, slowed down a lot, slowed way down yeah. anyway, and it doesn't anymore. And I don't know if that's um, I hate to say his name. Uh, the uh, the uh, you know yeah. yeah. I just enjoyed not thinking about it for four days, but I don't know if it's the current president causing that or just, you know, the the news cycle, Twitter, everything, the way it works. I think it's more of that. Well, it's, it's both. It's both. But, you know, your cable news, they can't go off the air for three months in the summertime, so they'll take a minor story, pump it full of steroids, like some sort of giant-breasted chicken, and put it on the shelves for us to look at. You know, normally nobody'd care, but they've got to whip it up. A uh, couple of follow-ups from last weekend's stories. We did the uh, USC president did step down or is stepping down over that scandal with the campus gynecologist. Was fighting it last week when we last uh, heard about this story. Mm. And the USC president clearly should step down it because it would seem that that organization was protecting this gynecologist for a very long time. And whether the current USC president is on, on the hook for all that, and they clearly are not, doesn't matter. You got you got to you got to redo everything. Uh, another update on a story we talked a little bit about last uh, recently. The Milwaukee police officers, um, they got involved in that NBA player. Do you remember that story? We talked about it a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a video that didn't look so good. They have been suspended, so clearly wrongdoing by the police, or it would seem they feel like there was wrongdoing by the police in that one. Yeah, the chief was pretty uh, strong on that was not the way it should happen. So, Harvey Weinstein was uh, arrested and charged and then let out on bail for some reason as a guy who goes around raping people, in theory. But um, I'm sure they took his passport and they put an ankle bracelet on him or something up him or something to keep track of where he is. He was. I didn't actually see the the video of it, but uh, I read articles where several reporters described him as smug, smirking, oh, that sort of stuff. I have no doubt. This picture I saw of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ought to. Never mind an ankle bracelet. They ought to put some big thing around his neck. <laughs> you know, that's visible everywhere he goes. Like one of those collars your dog gets, so he doesn't chew on his sutures or whatever. We're one of those big lampshade collars. So he was working real hard to get a documentary made about yeah. about his life. I was and just reading about that. Apparently, he didn't get some of the big names to bite that he was. Yeah, he was shopping around looking for a doc, a doc on uh, things from his point of view, and it would be a mix between Wiener. You remember that Wiener documentary, right? That and, one was especially bizarre because that was that campaign was him doing his rehabilitation tour. And while during the filming of that, another scandal broke, (laughs) and he still allowed the filming to continue. Oh, that's right. I I remembered it was horrifying, but I couldn't remember what it was. It'd be a mix of Wiener and OJ's If I Did It. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Well, he's got to make the argument, as his lawyer is, uh, Weinstein's going to make the argument hard that, yeah, I I would sleep with women... Part of the casting couch thing. I mean, because that's, you know, not a good thing. Right. Well, it depends who you ask, I guess. But it's but... better than being a rapist. Sure. And so he's going to go with that. 
Right, and he wants a documentary, seeing it from his point of view, following him around like the Wiener documentary. If you're not familiar with it, it, it was originally about Anthony his... Anthony Wiener, not the uh, the hot dog or the body part. Right, indeed, Anthony Wiener of New York. Uh, it was his big comeback from his sexting, his sending Wang pictures around. <laughs> And the ironically Sending named Wang pictures around the ironically named uh, former congressman. It was going to be his big comeback in Huma Abedin and all was featured in it. And but then the worm turned when when he started sexting up teenagers. He couldn't stop. Right, and and it turned into a a tragedy. And so Harvey's picturing something similar to that. For him, but with a touch of OJ's, if I did it, I'd have thrown the gloves over the wall. I mean, this is good lord. <laughs> so, evidently, Harvey now in the business of just stretching and exceeding the bounds of bad taste because it's difficult to conceive of something worse than that. Well, the rich and powerful feel like they can control the narrative. Well, they oh, controlled they, it for a long time. Yeah, they always have, so they figure like they still can. Uh, we uh, should dig into this story, maybe more that happened over the weekend. They had a, did a reparations happy hour at a bar in Portland. Oh, boy. Where people of color had drinks <sighs> and white people picked up the tab. <laughs> reparations happy hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Portlandia. Oh, that's hilarious. If everybody had a good time, well, I, sure. I guess I'm all for it. Sure. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If everybody was Sorry willing... about the slavery. Here's a seven and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> um, Cynthia Nixon, the the the, the least attractive from oh Sex boy. and the City. Why would you go there? I'm just trying to identify which one she she's is. The redhead. How about you say the redhead from Sex and the City? Um, she's running for governor in New York. I believe that's correct. Against yes. uh, Cuomo, and one of her things is weed legalizing weed as part of a reparations thing. Oh, That's one yeah. of her big platforms is they're going to legalize weed in New York and they'll use that money to pay black people for the sins of slavery. That sounds great. Wow. That's, that's a complicated that's, that's a complicated plan. Wow. So good luck with that. Wow. Wow. You're going to grow that weed with unicorn urine? Is that how you're going to water it? <laughs> and coming up a little bit later, I'll get to this because I thought it was so interesting. Did you see the article on are we still calling this T-shirt a wife beater? Did you read oh, that? It's no. really interesting, and I'm rarely on the side of political correctness, <sighs> but as this was laid out, I thought, you know, this guy's got a point. God, I haven't heard that term in a long time. I've used it. You want me to do it? I could do it now. I only got two minutes left for yeah, this segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we really still calling this shirt a white beater? It's got a wife beater, and it's got a picture of Marlon Brando in the, uh, yeah. well, what wow, everybody refers I'm, to I'm as a white beater. I'm still reeling from that term, because I, I haven't heard it in a long time. But. So this guy wrote this column in the New York Times, and usually I don't go along with this thinking, but I'm, I think I'm on their side here. Not long ago, an acquaintance mentioned that her dad wears wife beaters. She was referring to the, the, the sleeveless undershirt. Uh, also known as an A-shirt, but everybody calls it a wife beater. I've never heard the term A-shirt. A-shirt. I myself have used this term before, and I've worn the shirt plenty, but this time, for some reason, the term stopped me cold. Sun's out, guns out. Given the torrent of revelations of abuse against women in the hashtag MeToo era, the name suddenly seemed grossly inappropriate. And that's funny, me saying it here, everybody groaned. Yeah. After years of referring to it like that and, you know, not being bothered by all. We don't call any pants child molesters or any hats. <laughs> Oh, come on! Wait a minute. Do the hats. Do the hats. I'll wait. There aren't any pants we call child molesters or hats cat mutilators. 
Oh, that's a good argument. Come on. Well, that's not a terrible no, it, argument. But it comes from the term comes from somewhere. It, doesn't it come directly from the show Cops? That's what I think. Is is there an origin? Somebody's got to do one of those etymological searches to figure out the first usage of the term, but I think it's out of Cops. How did such a graphically violent term insinuate itself into American slang? Many cite Marlon Brando's portrayal of Stanley Kowalski in Streetcar Named Desire okay. as the beginning because he, uh, you know, he beats his wife and rapes her sister. And where's that T-shirt? That might be where it started. Some people mentioned cops. They're not exactly sure where it started, how it caught on. And as he pointed out, he's got liberal that liberal friend he just mentioned and other that 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 used that yeah. term. Yeah. It's, well, why do we think that's okay? Well, there's definitely judgment in the term. So you're wearing your child molesting pants. <laughs> I mean, that's nobody would do that. Oh my God! Stop saying. Hey, that. nice cat mutilator. Oh, you call that a bowler? Thanks. Yeah, it's called a bowler, but if you yeah. want to call it a cat mutilator, that's yes, fine. Because I realize people who mutilate cats frequently wear this hat. So, yeah. <laughs> How about we go with CM? <laughs> yeah. Cat so, mutilator. I, Jesus. That's harsh. I think we should stop using that term for that shirt. How about tank top? Isn't that a tank Perfectly top? Perfectly fine. A white tank top. An undershirt. An A-shirt. Yeah, I think it refers to an, a tank top that is an undershirt, as opposed to a tank top right, that's, right. you know, the finishing piece of your outfit. <laughs> Are you 12 in this scenario? Otherwise, it's not a finishing piece. <laughs> no, but are I'm you ripped. playing basketball? My kids got new USA tank tops over the weekend from Target. Perfect. Really enjoying them. Yes. Because <laughs> they're children. And, of course, they got their shoulders sunburned because of it. That's the way it works. Uh, so what do we got coming up? Oh, all sorts of good stuff. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know. it just depends on, on what you're uh, in the mood for. There's just some ridiculous fake news going on over the weekend. Just the nation's greatest newspapers making jackasses of themselves. Mm. Uh, and some stuff of impact as well. I don't even know. There's too much. Uh, on again, off again, North Korea. That's an interesting one in the way the media handled it, as you mentioned. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got this text. Japanese car behind me has the rising sun painted on the hood. All right. Is that okay? Fan of the emperor. Is that okay? Can you have a swastika on your Mercedes? No, because that's a thing. Okay. Imperial Japan isn't. I'm not angry about this. But... Google rape of Nanking. Yeah. You're good good way to start your day. <laughs> yeah. Well, geez, welcome to summer. Well, you're the one who brought up the child molesting pants. <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, oh, yeah. The uh, something reminded me of the the, the situation in England that uh, we could talk about. Where, um, oh, the how the rising sun thing. Um, what's this uh, geek's name? There's this uh, Churchill. He, he's a no, no, no. Uh, Tommy Morrison is his nom de plume. He's a. Uh, it depends who you ask how you describe him. He's an uh, ultra right winger, or he's an. He calls himself an anti. Um, uh, Islamist, anti-radical Islamist, who is a politically incorrect agitator in Britain, 
Um, and he just got arrested and he's in jail now because he was videotaping commentaries outside of a trial of some Muslim fellows who were accused of grooming uh, girls to be raped. Part of the ongoing, huge, horrifying, systematic child rape thing going on in various cities in England that's getting very little attention because it's very uncomfortable, especially for the progressive media. But this guy was out front videotaping commentaries for his website, and the things he said were deemed by the British authorities to be uh, racially provocative and whatever their laws are over there that govern uh, free speech. And now he's in the who's gal right now, and I'm telling you. You got that. You got the uh, Austrian, the new Austrian government, which swung to the right, is voted to end uh, benefits for migrants and refugees and stuff like that. Um, Europe is is going through seizures now of uh, of discontent and anger, and there's a the tendency on the American left, especially, to pretend that well, it's just a bunch of racists or something are mad about this stuff, but uh, it's uh, it's not that. Seizures of Discontent, Volume 3 of my autobiography. Yeah. That covers ages 13 to 14. Compelling stuff. Compelling stuff, especially the chapter where you discover self-pleasurement. I mean, it's... Seizures of Discontent. I can't forget it. Uh, So, anyway, that reminds me, Britain is killing itself. Our closest ally, our old buddy, our former master, um, is killing itself. Uh, and where that ends, we shall see. But their experiment with, uh, and Canada's too, with limiting free speech. We can't have speech that, like, offends people. We'll just make that illegal. Is uh, Well, it's suicidal. How about J. Crew's offensive new t-shirt for children? We'll talk about that later. No, 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 no. <laughs> some allegedly offensive t-shirt from some clothing retailer that'll get talked about 50 million times. I, just, I, I can't go there. I can give you seven reasons to be mad about it. <laughs> wow. According, Wait a minute. Uh, according to the internet. Wait a minute. Ginned up outrage and the listicle? How can I say no? <laughs> so uh, some good fake news over the weekend. The Washington Post and the New York Times went crazy on, was it Friday? Thursday and Friday when uh, Trump unleashed that note to uh, Kim saying, dear fathead, I'd love to meet, but we can't anymore because you've been too mean. By the way, we got lots of bombs. Right. P.S., we got lots of bombs. You keep talking about your bomb, we got a million bombs. Anyway, I'd still love to get together at some point if your schedule clears. Signed, Donnie, Donnie J. Um, and, and then, you know, North Korea's reaction to that was actually very, very interesting. If you didn't follow the news, Kim said, whoa, whoa, hey, what now? Oh, we can still get together. Let's talk. We got issues. I know we got issues, but let's settle those issues and still get together. So whether it happens or not, what happens at it, uh, nobody knows. But apparently it's back on the summit. The the president of South Korea met with him, trying to get it going again. Yeah, and Fathead immediately gave the, like, chastened spouse um, speech of, yeah, yeah, listen, it's not that big a deal. It's a, a, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get together. So what he's playing at, like I said, nobody knows. But so the uh, the WAPO and the New York Times had absolutely beaten the hell out of Trump. Uh, Dave M- Nakamura in the Washington Post wrote that critics fear that a president determined to cl- declare victory will allow his desire for a legacy-making deal to override the substance of the negotiations. All right. The WAPO, Paul, Wal- Paul Waldman mocked Trump's desire for a win, saying it was turning him into a fool who was getting played. And then he walked away from the talks. And... 
Mark Landler and David Sanger of the New York Times, and David Sanger is an excellent journalist and in the know, he wrote an article saying there are deep divisions between Trump and his advisors. And they said that a, a senior White House official told them that even if the meeting were reinstated, holding it on June 12th would be impossible, given the lack of time and the amount of planning needed. So a senior White House official said it would be impossible. Trump tweeted, calling it fake news, saying the failing New York Times quotes a senior White House official who doesn't exist as saying even if the meeting were reinstated, it would be impossible. Wrong again. Use real people, not phony sources. Well, so the the New York Times said, yes, that source does exist, and they released the tape of the on-background briefing. Um, Which is a heck of a move. Yeah. And uh, they leaked the audio. In which a uh, White House staffer, indeed, it's Rod Shaw, Deputy Press Secretary, um, introducing this Pottinger uh, person whose act I'm not familiar with. But then they have the tape of Pottinger saying a lot of stuff, but nothing even close to the 12th would be impossible. He says, well, it'll be difficult because there's a lot of planning and that sort of stuff to do. But, um, well, it it could happen. And so then the New York Times and the Washington Post and the journalists involved went heavy on, see, the source does exist. He does. But he didn't say what you made the headline. Exactly. The headline was entirely fictional. The story saying that White House officials said it was impossible is not true. It said, um, uh... The white uh, the reporter said, or that ship has sailed, right? And the White House official says, um, I think the main point, I suppose, is that the ball is in North Korea's court right now, and there's really not a lot of time. We've lost quite a bit of time that we would need in order to, I mean, there's been an enormous amount of preparation that's gone over the past few months at the White House at State that needs to take place at the working level, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, not very significant. Then, and June 12th is in 10 minutes. It's going to be, you know, but... The president has said that he has that someday he looks forward to meeting with Kim. You will note, writes Molly Hemingway, I think Hemingway in the uh, the the what is this the Federalist. You will note at no time does the White House official say that the meeting is impossible. At no point does he agree that the ship has sailed or that time has run out. He says it would be difficult to prepare for the summit given the lack of time. But his main point is that the ball is in North Korea's court and they need to act quickly. So I, I'm telling, it's crazy that the New York Times would make a claim. You know, the president said there's no source. Well, there is a source, but he said something completely different. Just so you know, they do that. Yeah, that that that's that was my takeaway. So sometimes you get information and then make up a story way beyond what your right. source said. Right. And Molly concedes Trump is notoriously imprecise. His sentences, tweeted or spoken, are word salads that can be difficult to diagram. But this was fake news. What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Well, President Trump apologizing on Twitter this morning. And get ready for digitized license plates. Blessing or curse? Coming up. Huh. What's the upside? Okay. I'll stay tuned to that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The big reason people aren't vacationing this summer. I hadn't heard the narrative that people aren't vacationing this summer. But I uh, heard the opposite. But <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, well, it was about global tourism. Okay. Well, that's different. Then. Yeah. 
Americans vacationing, which may be down or not. I don't know. But anyway, we'll talk about that. And the J. Crew Child's T-shirt. No, no. That it caused the internet to break or something. You've got seven reasons we should be outraged. At least. According to the internet. Let's get the... Oh, and we're going to talk to uh, a reporter who claims they somehow got the Starbucks stuff. Oh. For the, they're closing down their oh. stores today ah. for their sensitivity training. And a couple of news outlets got uh, the info. So we'll find out what they're going to do. All right. Can't even imagine. Well, I, if we, we have it, we can all become more sensitive. I think it's going to be silly. I almost guarantee you that. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump's been on a Twitter tear this morning. One of the tweets was an apology. Trump this morning saying, sorry, I've got to start focusing my energy on North Korea nuclear bad trade deals, VA, choice, the economy, rebuilding the military, and so much more, and not on the rigged Russia witch hunt that should be investigating Clinton, Russia, Justice, Obama, Comey, Lynch, etc. Shortly after that tweet, he sent out this one, reading the fake mainstream media as from the time I announced I was running for president, (laughs) run the most highly sophisticated and dishonest disinformation campaign in the history of politics no matter how well we do they find fault but the forgotten men and women won i'm president exclamation point yeah we know Boy, i don't know i don't know what his angle is i don't know if he thinks um a lot of people hate the media and that's true and he just keeps stoking that fire or or if he just personally gets butt hurt when he turns on the tv and sees stuff he doesn't agree with I think there's part of that, and I think he also understands that if he can continue to stoke the us-versus-them narrative and keep the coalition together, that's good for him politically. Mm-hmm. Everybody does that in politics. I'm always whacking progressives for that, constantly convincing everybody that uh, you need to be angry at another group, or your group is threatened, blah, 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 so you better vote for me. It's old. It's old and tired politics. But. So are we to believe that Trump is going to not no more witch hunt and hoax and I think that was the gist of the tweet. I don't believe it for a moment. He doesn't have time to... She's a witch! He won't make it through the day. Meanwhile, Mr. Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, is saying he will not let the president sit down with Mueller until his legal team gets access to classified documents from the FBI's ongoing investigation, saying he wants to get to the bottom of Spygate. Spygate, the term used over and over again over the weekend. Hey, by the way, I forgot to mention this last week. So Comey had a tweet that started last week with facts matter, Mr. President. And I've, I've come to find that any time in my personal life or in the media or whatever that somebody says facts matter, uh, I'm about to hear something that are disputed as to whether or not they're facts. Yes. Almost always. Right. Anytime somebody says facts matter, I'm about to hear something that, in your opinion, is a fact. And I could argue it the other way. (laughs) Right. Meanwhile, a man held in a Venezuelan prison for nearly two years back home in Utah, Josh Holt, his wife, and their daughter flew into Salt Lake City International last night after a weekend in D.C. that included a meeting with President Trump. This release came down very, very fast. No one uh, got any word about it. But he is out. Holt and his wife were detained in Venezuela shortly after they got married in 2016, held for nearly two years without trial on charges of possessing assault weapons. There have been backdoor negotiations going on since the Trump administration went in, got into office. Yet another socialist regime ends in mass starvation, jailings, and bloodshed in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time they'll get it right, though. Next time. 
California testing new digital license plates that can display changeable messages controlled by the driver or fleet manager. Wait a minute, I've dreamed of this. The new I want one of those scrolling, like, bright light signs that I can send messages right. to other drivers. You're too <laughs> close to me, a-hole. Right, or get the F out of the left lane, slowpoke, that sort of thing. S- what part of slower traffic, keep right, do you not get, dumb-dumb? <laughs> It'd probably be a distraction, but it wouldn't degenerate into it. I mean, the internet out on the highways. Yes. <laughs> yes. YouTube video uh, comments on the highways. The new plates are coming with their own computer chips and battery and can tell the owner or police where the car is if it's stolen. Oh, or that's they, handy. Or they can at least tell them where the license plate is. I mean, yeah. you know. I'm in the field. Also, motorists who buy the plates for about $700 plus cool. a monthly fee of $7 can register their vehicles electronically. California's prepping. Yeah, and then your so your tags would just update automatically. Yeah. You wouldn't actually have to put the sticker oh, on or right. anything. There's like that. a step the right direction. Yes. Yeah, seven hundred dollars plus a seven dollar what fee? A month. A month fee. Oh, for God's sake! California prepping its rollout this year. First state to try out the new plates, and the California's capital city of Sacramento is going to be the uh, first city to slap them on part of their. Uh, fleet for tests. Yeah, I think the most common use for this will be companies with fleet vehicles, yep. and they will turn those personalized things into weird little advertising billboards sure. when they're stopping. Enter promo code, get off my bumper for 10% off, or what? You know, it'll right. be really? something like that. Yeah. yeah. That'll be my guess. Warriors and the Cavs are going to be meeting in the NBA Finals for a fourth consecutive year. That's Warriors. never happened in the four major sports. Nope. Warriors advancing on the back of another third quarter avalanche with Golden State blitzing the Rockets after halftime, cruising to a 101-92 win. Game one finals Thursday in Oakland. Meanwhile, you got the Vegas Golden Knights beating the Washington Capitals 6-4 last night in Las Vegas. They take the opening game of the Stanley Cup. Final seconds tick off. Game one in the books. Knights win it 6-4. Tomas Nosek, the game-winning goal. Las Vegas has a hockey team? Ah, the tradition of hockey in Las Vegas. (laughs) The history, the pageantry, the lore. Is that where Gordie Howe played, Las Vegas? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Guy LaFleur. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky. Both Esposito brothers. All the greats. All the greats. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. How many Las Vegas youngsters have dreamed of the NHL as they skate on frozen ponds, (laughs) playing hockey all winter long in Las Vegas? Did you mention when the NBA Finals start? Yes, yeah, Thursday. 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 In Oakland. Gotcha. Exciting. Yo, Warriors beat those savages from Cleveland. I'm actually rooting for LeBron in this. Boo! I tend to root for the underdog in most cases. But uh, I don't know. The Warriors are heavy favorites, I understand. Any chance we could get you to buy a Cleveland Cavaliers Maybe hat and wear it? Yeah. Maybe I might wear a 23 a jersey. A, a I'll, t-shirt. Wear, I'll wear a jersey on Thursday, an actual tank top. Nice. <laughs> James, be, 23. Be a good look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you break his leg. You'll break his leg in the warm-ups. <laughs> you like grown men in tank tops, don't you? Huh? It's a good look. Um, yes, we probably ought to put to bed this J. Crew controversy over the shirts, among other things. Sure, it's outrageous. <laughs> oh, and also a great piece on one of the gals who's accusing Trump of, well, not a, of having an affair with her, and the story of her shopping the story around. Okay. It's really quite amusing. Yeah, I like the sound of that. And the reason people aren't vacationing this summer, 
As if that's a known fact. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I don't want to reset this entire st- story. Listen to the podcast if you if you don't get this. We were talking about it earlier. Um, brief overview. Why do we still call a certain kind of T-shirt a wife beater? Article in the New York Times. Yeah. Got my attention. Kind of an unfortunate nickname for that garment. Right now I'm wearing my human trafficking sandals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also wearing my under-tipping boxers. <laughs> wow. Wow. Some Nicely you, played. Some of you texters are so funny. Yeah. What do you got on your new uh, undertippers there? <laughs> Somebody else had some actual examples. Um, I've heard people refer to windowless white vans as a, as a molester van. You know, and that's why. It's a, it's a van yeah. that people, you know, who paint or do work or whatever have. It's, or certain kinds of mustaches. And they use the painting to lure children? Is that what you're saying? Oh, jeez. No, uh, certain sort of mustaches or sunglass oh, combos boy. or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever. So we don't need to get into that. Yeah, let's not make light of that. <laughs> My under tipping boxers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, boy. Big reasons people aren't vacationing this summer. Mm. A new survey finds that about half of Americans don't plan to take a vacation. Now, what they don't get into is that higher or lower than it ever is, or about half of people don't plan to take a vacation every year. Who cares? Quit quibbling. Yeah. So let's, let's not get bogged down by that entirely important detail. <laughs> right. I mean, like critical to the entire conversation detail. We'll put that aside. Did you click on it? Well, like, then it worked. It's the yeah. only thing that matters. Half of those who say, so half of people don't plan to take a vacation this summer. And half of those say they're staying home because they can't afford it. Again, that might be uh, lower than usual or the same as it always is or extraordinarily high. I don't have any idea. And they, and they didn't bother to ask. Uh, the survey finds that the median cost of a vacation is about $1,000, although millennials are likely to spend less. Um, I thought this number was really interesting. Only 36%, so around a third of those with paid time off, say they plan to use all of their days. Only hmm. a third of people with paid vacation use all their days. I, I haven't, I don't think, in my entire life. Uh, I always thought it was because of my the kind of job I have, but apparently lots of different kind of jobs people have that feeling. Right. 13% of pe- of workers don't plan to use any of their paid vacation Whoa, time. That's a bad idea. I wonder if they've got the kind of jobs where you get to, you know, add it up and... Because, like, my dad's job, it, you could add it up and tack it on to the end of your career and it had to do with retirement and pension and all that sort of stuff. So there yeah. was a real financial advantage. But if you're just doing it because you think the place can't run without you or or whatever, stop thinking that. Boy, Plus, you're just going to be you're going to be burned out. You're going to be bad at your job. Yeah, I don't think enough people. Maybe I'm talking about us, or just in general. It doesn't have to be a week. Throw in a Friday and a Monday here and there for the extra long weekend. That people should do more of that. Less week vacations. Boy, I enjoyed it. <laughs> more three day or four day weekends seems yeah. like a good idea to me. Uh, but of the people that are uh, saying they're not going to take a vacation, half of them said it's they can't afford it. The other half said, you can't afford to stay home? <laughs> no way. <laughs> you should see what I charge me in rent. I mean, because I don't, I, now that most, with my kids at current age, we don't go somewhere most of the time when I'm on vacation. 
But uh, stay home, which is a completely different experience. I don't know if you've noticed this than going to work. Yeah. Being yeah, that seems to be making a distinction between taking time off and physically going on a vacation. Right. Anyway, of the half... It's a staycation! <laughs> of the half that don't blame money, this is the reason. 25% family duty. 22% can't take time off work. You're too critical, I guess. 6% have other vacation plans. I don't so know they don't means. take vacation. That's good journalism there. Go on. Uh, 4% say health or age. I'm too old to get vacation. I got to stay at work. There's no point. Another vacation would kill me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get that one either. I like this. I like this one. 4% don't want to. <laughs> All that recreating. I hate it. Seeing different places. I like this place. Vacation is a construct, man. That not doing my job sounds awful. Who are, who are you? Seriously, just stay home. Yeah, no. Sleep no. later. Watch TV. You're not that important. I, maybe you need to feel like you are, but you're not. God, Trust me when I tell you, you're one not. Of, <laughs> one of the best lessons I ever got in my life, and one of the most disappointing things to find out, was my first like serious job. I was uh, was the program director at a radio station and just working my ass off. I mean, just working crazy hours. Because I had convinced myself that the place couldn't run without myself and for some reason felt responsible for it running at a certain level. Mm. And I would like to think uh, it got done better when I did everything. Sure. In fact, I know it did. (laughs) But as to whether or not the place would function without me, when I left, oh, they're going to miss me now, it just kept on just fine. Oh, boy. It was just fine without me working 70, 80 hours a week. It was just fine. Wow. Did you actually haul across back and forth through the station? <laughs> and and just you know you know what I should be happy about is that I figured that out when I was twenty two or when I when I left that job, and not when I was sixty two because I think probably a lot of people work jobs for decades, retire and think oh they're going to miss me, and you leave and everything just keeps on keeping on, and you think well. Mm. Maybe I didn't need to be quite so concerned with my role and everything. That's one of the more interesting things David Letterman said you know, yeah. not long after his retirement. He said, why was I killing myself over this show? It was fine, but, you know, the world seems to be functioning. I'm fine. Yeah, well, he realized that the, the, the late night talk show is not that big a deal in most people's lives. No. And, and no. nobody's job is. Maybe if you're a brain surgeon or something, you, you separate co-joined twins well, right, or yeah. something like that. Well, yeah. But, uh. In general. Even so, there's probably another guy who'll pick up your yeah. business. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah. A great life lesson. Judy and I did a staycation. I hate the term. I remember when that first became popular. Yeah, and it's it was a little omnipresent cutesy. and cutesy. Yeah, but. Did you do it with Benefer? Oh, Lord. We were going to. Uh, <laughs> we had a staycation with Benefer. We were going to go up to the uh, walled compound in the woods and thought, you know, what? There's a couple things we want to get done. It'd be fun to just lay around and, you know, play cribbage on the back porch. Like a couple of old people, and so that's what we did. I'm not it was good nice. at it. It was great. I'm not good at it. I I just I can't cribbage. <laughs> yeah, he keeps playing the wrong card. Um, no, I hear you. I'm getting better at it. I can't I can't not do the usual stuff. So I just end yeah. up mowing the lawn, doing laundry, cleaning. You know, just whatever. Well, we we do uh, like uh, let's work on the garage until ten thirty, and then screw around the rest of the day. And, and actually, you're pretty good at it. I want to screw around 24 hours out of the day when I'm on vacation. I haven't done that in like a decade. but You remember it, though. I remember good, it. It was good, awesome. Good times. <laughs> it was awesome. So now if you're uh, you're not going to go anywhere, that's a staycation. If you're a homosexual man, that'd be a gaycation. Sure. 
And if you're just going to go to maybe, you know, the Bay Area, that'd be a vacation. So if you're a gay man in San Francisco who's not going to go anywhere, that'd be a gay stay vacation. If your pants are coming apart, that's a fraycation. If you have cats that have no parentage, that's a straycation. If you're going to have fun (laughs) while the sun's out, but then work at night, that's a daycation. I was always trying to pull off the laycation (laughs) when I was younger. Oh, me too. (laughs) Me too. I think you got them all. Yeah. Well, ended up, you know, that night. If I'm training my donkey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm training my donkey, it's a breakation. And that's where it should end. Well, it should end end a while back. It should end. That's where it will end. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, so it has to end. (laughs) Oh, that is unfortunate. (laughs) What's happening to our boys? Editorial in the New York Post getting some Mm. attention over the weekend. I got got some to add to that. I'm sure. uh, Over tourism. Giant backlash around the globe, but now there's too much tourism. Why? Mr. President, China. Oh. Chinese middle class has gone from the what to many, many millions of people, and they want to go places. Interesting. All that coming up. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.